Welcome back to another episode of Success Quest. Become your best self and join the revolution to success. Welcome to the show where we talk about success. Not just the stereotypical success, though. We're not just talking about making a bunch of money and becoming a millionaire or even a billionaire. We're talking about becoming successful in life. And that involves much more than just money. We believe that in order to be successful, you need to live a balanced life. Success comes in all different areas. There's spiritual success, mental success, intellectual success, and many others. We try to talk about all of those on this show. This week, we've got a real treat for you. Caleb is going to be interviewing Nick Durso. Nick is truly an amazing person. He decided to quit his six-figure job and travel around the world. And we're going to hear all about it. All right. Welcome back, Questers, for another episode with Success Quest. I'm Caleb, and I'm excited to introduce our guest, Nick. I'm really excited about this guy because I feel like you all are going to relate to him. Um, And I'm going to just let Nick explain who he is and what his dreams are here in a second. Airbnb expert traveling around the world. Here is Nick. Thanks, Caleb. Yeah, so uh, my name is Nick. I'm 30 years old now, going on 31 here in June. But basically, I left my six-figure job back in, uh, I guess, August, but I really started traveling in June. I'll get to that a little later. But uh started traveling and funding myself with my Airbnb back home uh, in New York City and been driving. Actually, today I hit 7,500 miles. I'm in a small Holy town. Crap. In Bacalar, Mexico, um, along a lake, and uh, first did the Baja Peninsula, drove back up, and just zigzagged all the way through, starting on August first, uh, driving from Arizona all the way to Argentina. So, yeah, Dude. I'm excited to share my story, and uh, hopefully, I can uh, help everybody out. For everyone listening right now, you questers, man, Nick is living. Such a, it's a fun experience. Like his, his dream is to travel around the world and you guys can subscribe to him on his website, uh, which we'll also share with you guys in a little bit. Um, but he, he's traveling around the world. He's 30 years old. He has uh, a great business going for him, but it hasn't always been like that. Um, and we want to talk about how he started that journey. Can you give us a little bit of background of how this all started for you? Yeah. So I guess ever since I was a little kid, like I was just always grinding on on the side. Um, I remember, you know, coming home from school and when eBay started coming around, probably I would say like mm, maybe 2002, 2003, I would search online for things that would sell. Uh, One of the big things was wine corks, which is funny, but I would just, (laughs) I would have my mom drive me to the restaurants in my town in Louisville, Kentucky and I would say I would ask them if they could save all the wine corks. A hundred wine corks were selling wow. for a hundred bucks on eBay. So I started out just like getting into eBay selling wine corks. And with that money, my dad basically told me, like, give me all the money, I'm gonna give it to this guy at Merrill Lynch. And I felt like my dad was stealing my money. But he started me at like a young age and started taking the money and putting it into these funds that I had no idea that I was just signing paperwork at, you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen years old. And then uh, wow. putting it away, started a you know a lawn business. I wanted to save up some money to buy a go-ped for uh, like my friends, like a motorized scooter in the neighborhood. That's awesome. And um, 
after that, you know, I got into high school and I remember like at the end of high school, I was really, I was getting really good at eBay. I was going to TJ Maxx, buying stuff, putting in a three day auction, listing it and then whatever didn't sell, returning it at, at TJ Maxx and just keeping the profit. And I was young. I was like, you know, 14, 15 years old. Then towards the end of high school, um, I realized that like everybody had started just throwing away their textbooks at the end of the school year. So, you know, Amazon was coming around. I mean, Amazon probably had been around for a while, but um, it was kind of like Amazon and eBay. And I started an account where I would sell the kids textbooks that everybody was throwing away. So on the last day of school, I, just, I remember I had a 95 Toyota Camry and the wheel well was hitting the wheel when I was driving home because no. it had so much weight in the, in the back <laughs> of the car. And oh I filled my mom's basement up. And I remember like the first sale that I had was a school in Texas for, I think it was like 700 bucks for 11 Bibles. And I was like, Whoa, what? 700 bucks for 11 Bibles. These kids were throwing them away. That's so, crazy. Yeah. After that, um, after that, like I started making a bunch of money, uh, just selling textbooks. Then I went to college and you know, you go to college, you, you get a job after college. And I had about $2,000 worth of, of debt on my, on my credit card at wow. the time. Um, so I hit up my buddy that I went to school with and was like, Hey, you know, uh, can I borrow your truck? I have this idea. I did this back in high school. I think if we just go and get a bunch of textbooks, whatever money we make after the 2000 that I, that I, you know, I got to pay the credit card off with, I'll split it. So mistakenly in about three months, we made $40,000 just by selling wow. textbooks. I turned my mom's uh, basement into a library with the books stacked all the way to the ceiling you know, it, it started turning into, I needed my sister, my mom, my friends to come over and like pack up all the books that we were selling. So then I was at the point like, you know, damn, I don't know if I want to split, you know, 40 grand with my buddy. That's a lot of money. <laughs> so, uh, we just kind of made it by mistake and, um, we built this website out. And if you're familiar with like chegg.com or textbooksrus.com where they rent textbooks, um, we built a website similar Basically, it looked at the Amazon uh, seller's rank for textbooks, and then it, you put in the uh, ISBN number, and at, based on Amazon seller rank, we knew like this one would be this one would sell within a day, or this one would take like you know seven months to sell. So we only really focused on the top one hundred thousand, up wow. to like five hundred thousand um, seller ranks, and then we just literally jumped on the phone and like made phone calls and I still had a full-time job too after college I was working in sales for this marketing company um, driving around basically selling marketing to hotels so we were doing this on the side and we started hiring some people to just run a script wow. like like you know talk on the phone hey we're just looking for your obsolete textbooks is there anything that you uh, that you have that you're looking to sell and um, started doing that and then having people ship their textbooks through the website. So it was type the ISBN number. If a book was $100 on Amazon, we'd buy it back for maybe $40. they would ship it through our UPS account and print an automatic return shipping label to us. We had it linked to the bank account, all this stuff. And then we would automatically sell it and keep the $60 in profit. Wow. So we started doing that and made a bunch of money. But... Um, it's kind of a seasonal thing, right? Because, you know, like 
pretty much September to May is like the schools around the country are in session. So they already have their books. So at that point, I bought a one-way ticket back to New York, um, landed a pharmaceutical job. And I loved it for the time being, but I, I just always got brought back to like, when I was a kid, I was making more money and it was more fun to do this, right? Like yeah. it was like way more fun to- It was a hustle. It's, yeah, it was good. a hustle. It was like, yeah, it was. It was good. It was, you know, you're, you're doing it yourself. It's not, you know, your boss is telling you, you have to go out and make one more call and this will amount yes. to this and all that oh corporate lingo. And, you know, let's uh, move the needle in the right direction and, and yeah. all the, just the, the corporate lingo. So I did that for a little bit in New York City selling diabetes medicine. And then I landed another, pharma, uh, another medical device company job um, selling uh, women's health products for cervical cancer. And I did that for about five years. And on, at that point, you know, I realized I had been traveling as well. And I knew that New York City is super expensive. Um, you know, you make a lot of money, but everything costs a lot of money. So it's all proportional, you know. Um, and I remember back in like 2014, maybe 2015, I had a website. And I was using this website called Harrow, which is like help a reporter out. Uh, and it was to basically like, like you know, anyone that has a podcast or like um, anyone that is writing for big websites like Huffington Post or something like that. Uh they were looking for stories to interview people. So I had one and it was about saving money. And one of my tricks was, you know, every time I go out, I never uh, spend the dollar bills. So over time, you know, over six, seven years of not of getting change when I spend cash, I mm -hmm. would get like, you know, three or $4 back in change. If something was $16, I'd give them 20, whatever. And I started like just stacking up this, this like a bunch of singles. Um, and then just saving them up. And I remember on the Harrow website, they were looking for someone that was, you know, had unique ways of saving money. And I was like, oh, I think that's kind of pretty unique. Let me reach out to them. And they did an article on me. It was on, uh, wow. I think it was on Huffington Post. And back in 2014, or maybe it was 2014 or 2015, I remember saying like, I'm going to save this money because it's money that I'm living without anyway. That, you know, I got his change. I'm putting it in. A secret spot in my house and uh, I'm gonna use that as a down I'm gonna use that as a down payment for for uh, you know for a house at some point wow. so with this new job every three months I was traveling for work meetings around the country and at the time I was living in an apartment in Brooklyn and it was kind of when Airbnb started coming out like 2015 2016 when it started being popular but like not too too popular right and you know New York didn't have any law. There were really no laws about it. It wasn't being regulated or anything. And, uh, you know, the landlords probably weren't happy about it. But I just, I, I kind of set it up to where when I was traveling for work, I might as well rent my, my apartment out to somebody and lock yeah. my stuff up and uh, be able to make a little bit of extra, extra cash from it. So when I was, uh, when I was traveling, you know, I make my regular salary, but then I come home and I made 500 bucks for the week. No so that would way. get cut off of my, of my rent. So then, you know, if I was going to go out and drink with my cousins or something, we went back to Queens or we went, we stayed in Manhattan or Jersey city or something like that. I was like, I mean, I might as well make 200 bucks just for going out and then spend the night at my cousins and going to my grandma's the next day or going to the beach or whatever. Wow. So then that kind of got me thinking like, all right, 
all right, this is kind of how I was doing it back then where I was making money and doing the textbooks and making money selling corks. Like I had that same feeling. At, yeah. I had that same feeling like, wow, like I'm able to make money when I'm not really doing anything. And, uh, so then I started looking at houses and that was a big deal for me because one, the prices in Brooklyn are, are, you know, pretty high. It's not yeah, like they're crazy. a cheap house. <laughs> like I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, buying a house in Louisville, Kentucky is much cheaper than buying a house in Brooklyn. But again, yes. it comes back to that proportion of making a lot of money. Things are expensive. So it kind of evens itself out. Wow. Dude. So I went to that mentality of, you know, go big or go home. Okay. Yeah. So like it kind of just brought me back to that same feeling um, of making money when, you know, you're not really like when you're grinding on your own. And uh, so basically what I did is I started looking at houses and I played these numbers out a million times for like two years because it had to be a right decision for me to basically put in my life savings to make a down payment and, and you know, kind of get ahead. So I ended up buying a three family home uh, in Brooklyn and finding and then lived there for about a year and a half finding um, someone actually to manage it. So now I was at the point where it was like, okay, this is going well, but now I need it to be self-sustainable to where if I want to leave, I don't have to deal with like buying sheets and making sure the house is okay and, and doing this. So mm-hmm. at that point, I basically found a, uh, I found a, a, a girl and, and her friend that run an Airbnb cleaning business on Craigslist. Um, they live in the house now. Uh, they take care of pretty much everything. And I left my job uh, and I'm driving down all the way to Argentina from Arizona. And along the way, um, you know, I meet people in hostels and I meet people here and there and I try to explain it to them uh, how I do it. And basically what I just explained to you is kind of the gist of it. But there's a whole, you know, program and, and, and mentality and habits yeah. behind everything that I've done to get to this point. And that's my next like phase. So phase one is pretty much complete. I got like the house. I'm sustainable in the way that I'm able to travel. Um, obviously, you know, you got to live within your means and, and not, you know, I'm living out of a 1998 Chevy blazer. It might not be for everybody. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm able to see the world. Um, my Spanish has greatly improved. Um, I believe it. <laughs> near fluent in Spanish, getting pulled over by police officers, <laughs> talking my way out of it because they think I'm just this, uh, you know, gringo coming through, going to yep. pay them bribes. Um, and when they hear me speak, they're like, oh, whoa, wait a second. Oh, he's been here for seven months. He, he oh, he know, he okay. know Spanish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's like, it's, it's a different, it's a different mentality, but you know, still making money. And I mean, obviously like since I started this, the whole thing was like kind of all about money. Yeah. Um, and in the past seven months, a lot of things have changed personally with me, uh, to where I kind of value the experiences more than I do the money. And I'm at the point now, like even if I did lose everything, like something God forbid happened, like, I know I'd be okay because I have these habits and, and the, this way to like make sure that I will always be okay. But gradually over the past six months, a lot of things have changed internally um, with myself. Like I think the big thing that a lot of, you know, big guys like Gary Vee and, yeah. and 
Ferris and, and all these guys, Grant Cardone, they, they always say like, don't chase the money, chase like what you want to do. And I think I did it kind of the other way around. Like I chased the money to set myself up to go and chase my dreams, which is fine. It, I mean, there's no like rules to life. Right. But I yeah. think, that, um, I think now I, I'm beginning to see like, I understand what they're talking about and I want to, I want to really build something out to help people to, to get to this point. It doesn't mean you have to get in the car and drive to Argentina, but like it's really just comes back to like freeing up your time and your energy to do the things that you want. So you can have that type of feeling of like, man, this is, this is awesome. Like I'd rather go and call 40 schools, drive a truck around, pick up books and make money because it's fun rather than going to work through nine to five every day and being like, man, I can't wait to get out of work. And then hitting up the bars on the weekend. And then you just do it every single weekend. Um, yeah. And then you leave for, you know, 10 days a year, 15 days a year, whatever your company allows you to do. And it's like, man, this is awesome. Uh, but I have to go home next week. You know? Yeah. It's so over. It's like that feeling. I, I want to teach people that it's like, it's okay to mess up. It's okay to take chances, like calculated risks. Like the way this all started, I actually was in Colombia. I still had a job. I didn't tell my job I left, which I don't <laughs> encourage. What? I, I don't encourage that, but I was working sales. So I set everything up basically to kind of work for itself. And right. you know, I, I was the manufacturer and my distributors covered things. And I, I was able to you know, make it self-sustainable. Um, yeah. So I had went to Colombia and I was at that point like, this is my life. Like I'm scuba diving. I'm in Colombia. I'm taking Spanish classes. Why would I go back to work? Like I have the Airbnb. It's awesome. So basically <laughs> I was yeah. on an Island in Colombia. I was looking on Craigslist. I bought a car from an Island in Colombia in Arizona. And the guy that sold it to me was like, this sounds sketchy. I was like, I know, but <laughs> just trust me, man. I will wire you the money. Just, uh, I have somebody that's going to come and look at it. And I never went back to New York. I wow. flew back to Arizona. Well, I, I flew to, to New York just to get my scuba diving equipment and pack it up. And then I flew right to Arizona. And that's awesome. August 1st, I, I bounced. Um, I gotta, I gotta tell you I something. The most intriguing thing about you is like your mindset and your, your drive. Like I, I want to ask you more questions about that because this happened. This is something that you've experienced since you were young. Like most people don't experience it that like the entrepreneurship feel when they're young like that. And, and you've had experiences selling textbooks, doing the corkscrews. I, I want to get into your mind a little bit. What drives you? Like, why do you love doing that? So I think um, I, my, I, I wrote this in my book on my, on my website. If you, if you get, um, if you end up downloading my book and, and reading it, um, there was a point in time in my life that I, I didn't realize until much later, but I remember the GoPed story, right? So I said, like, I started this business to, to buy a GoPed for Christmas one year in my neighborhood. I grew up with like eight kids. We all were good friends, same age. And uh, all the parents had gotten together and they were like, we're going to buy our, we're going to buy, you know, Austin or we're going to buy Evan and Ethan uh, a GoPed. Let's all get together and all the kids can get a GoPed. Now, I don't know. I think a GoPed at the time was maybe like 500 bucks. Um, so that was like everybody's big Christmas gift. And I woke up on Christmas morning and I didn't get one and everybody Ooh. was right. 
everybody was riding around the neighborhood, you know, for a long time with a go-pit and I didn't have one. And I was probably, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 years old at the time. And that really hurt. And I remember that feeling yeah. of like looking out the window while everybody else is riding their go-peds. And my mom and dad's response was, you know, Nick, you get what you get. It was something along this. I don't know. Don't quote me on this. But, <laughs> you know, it was like, you get what you get. And if you want something like that, you have to work for it. And I was so wow. mad. I was like so upset. Um, you know, every, and it's cold outside. So like, yeah. I knew that, all right, I can cut grass, but like grass isn't going to grow until like <laughs> April. So now I so have So your like mind this- immediately went to like, what can I do? Now I have to work hard. Yeah, That's now I got to work hard. Like, so I could shovel snow, but it's not snowing. Um, you know, I could cut grass, but it's not warm enough to cut grass. Like, I got to figure something out. <laughs> And that's I really when want I that go like, <laughs> Yeah. And it didn't, it, it, I didn't realize like the lesson that I learned at such a young age. Like, I mean, now if I want something, I have to work for it. And I think that little thing that my mom and dad did at the time, I was so upset about it, but it really taught me how to appreciate hard work and value and also work smarter, not harder. You know, I think that I'm always able to make a quick and easy dollar. Like, you know, I could just Google. Now it's so much easier. You could do SEO searches. You could do Google AdWord campaigns and stuff like that. But I'm not really interested in making like quick money. I want to, it's more about the experiences and building something from from the ground up. And I have like these goals and aspirations. I've had them since I was a kid. And it's like, I think I saw an interview with Will Smith couple of days ago where it's like you know every day you just wake up and you just lay down a brick and like no matter what you're doing you just keep laying down a brick right and that brick will eventually turn into this huge unstoppable wall and you know I've gotten pulled in so many different directions I've done so many random things from building websites to having podcasts to having like all, all kinds of things and once I realized, like, let me just follow my heart, the money and everything will come. But I think the biggest thing for me is like the freedom. The freedom is what I value the most is being able to do what I want when I want with who I want, because I know, like, I know my good, my good traits and my bad traits. My good trait is I I can always make money. I just, I don't know. I just always am am good at it. I want to teach people how to do it. Um, There's no real get rich quick thing. I mean, you might see like someone pop up overnight on YouTube and all of a sudden they're famous, but like that's one in a bazillion. Like exactly. the real way to do it is like put in the time, put in the effort, do it little by little and it will slowly add up. Hey questers. I hope you're enjoying this episode with Nick. I know that I'm learning a lot. I think It's so important to understand the importance and value of experiences. Experiences really do mean a lot. I just wanted to say thank you real quick to everyone who has left a review. It really means a lot to us. The reviews really help other people find our show, but it also helps us attract and bring in incredible guests like Nick. I'm going to read one review real quick. It's from Spooky Boo's Scary Storytime. Hmm, interesting title. It says... As a motivational podcast addict, I approve. The first episode I listened to was about getting out there and doing it. It was perfect for my needs. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of you who have left us a review. If you haven't yet, please go and do so. Like I said, it really helps a lot. (laughs) 
that leads to my next question. Kind of like, I'm sure you've heard people say like, man, you're so lucky. You get to like quit your job. You get to go do these things. What's the amount of luck involved in your life experience versus hard work? Like it's, it's a grind, right? People don't realize that it isn't all just luck. Like you have to actually wake up every day and lay that brick, right? And you just happen to do that from a young age. So, so speak to that a little bit, luck versus yeah. hard work. So luck versus hard work. Um, I would, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't say that I'm lucky. A lot of people do say like, oh man, you're so lucky. Like you get to do that. And my response is you could do the exact same thing. Yes. It's all about changing your habits. You know, I have friends and, and, and people that, you know, they'll put $200 down on the Raiders for a Sunday, a Sunday night football game. And it's like, you, know, you could have put that $200 into an ETF fund and over 10 <laughs> years that it's going to make, yeah. that's going to make some money. But it's like, that's a simple habit change. And that's not what, that's not how people think about it. It's like, oh, I'm going to the bar. I'm going to buy, I'm going to just, you know, 200 bucks on the Raiders. If I win, it's going to be 500 or it might be, you know, a hundred. So you walk away with 300 in total. You only really won a hundred, but you're risking a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So I look at it like luck versus hard work is like risk versus like return. Yes. For me, you know, I I never come up with a plan B. And with that, the the plan A is the result of all of the hard work. So like the research and the decisions that I make. I mean, I remember when I moved back to New York, I remember, you know, sitting in my first interview, they, I didn't even have the, I didn't have the um, proper like uh, experience to even, I wasn't even qualified for the job. And I remember the guy asked me, the manager, the guy, the manager asked me in the interview and he said, uh, why should we hire 12 other people? Sales experience. You're making a decision at 4 p.m. And every single, every other person has a plan B and I bought a one-way ticket and I'm here for this job. And that's my plan A. There you plan I expect to fall 30 this afternoon. And I ended the interview by myself and it was like just that confidence that was like damn yeah. he he knows what he wants he's gonna do this like okay and that was how i outbeat the 12 the 12 other candidates that had way more experience than me and it's like if i wow. had a plan b that question i would have stuttered on it and they would have been like oh he's probably interviewing for another job he's not really serious about this mm-hmm. and it's like you know if you if you really want something and you have to, to want it so bad that, you know, don't have that plan B. I, I love where you're going. Um, like this whole idea, the concept, and maybe it doesn't work for everybody, right? But it works for those with that entrepreneurial mind. You got to just go for it sometimes. You can't be afraid to not have a plan B sometimes. You just got to hit it with all you got, 110%. And I see that in you. I think that's... That's so rare. I want to ask, as you were talking about, like, I want to be able to help people understand how to save money, how to be smarter with their money. Um, Is that a mentality that you can teach to be able to go in 100%? How would you try to explain that to somebody? Yeah. So, I mean, now we're in 2020, there are so many different apps and so many things that you don't even need to even think about it anymore. So there's apps that I use that just fully, I call it the automatically save method. Automatically. I love that. You know, you just 
put away 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks a month, maybe a week or whatever into a separate account. Um, we can, you can get rid of your chase and your, your, you know, uh, Bank of America or Citigroup banks that give you 0.01% return APR or APY oh. each year with other, with other banks that are, that are given like almost 2% annual interest and it's compounded. So like over time, the more money you get, the more money you save, the more money you get paid back in interest. And that right there is like money working for you. And it doesn't have to be, you know, you're putting a thousand dollars away a month. Just put like 50 bucks. That's the thing. Everybody wants to make a million dollars, right? Everybody mm -hmm. wants to like, oh man, I, I, I had this idea for that app. Just focus on eliminating your, yeah. your, your bill, like right, your cell phone bill. Think if you could eliminate your, your $100 bill, right? I use, a, I use Google Fi. Google Fi is 50 bucks. So right there, I already saved $50 just from switching from Verizon to Google Fi. But instead of taking that extra $50 that you saved, it's like, well, you were living without that money anyway. So now take that $50 and put it somewhere to do work for you because wow. you were already living a lifestyle of already, you know, spending a hundred bucks. Now you save 50 bucks. Now you can get that $50 to work for you. Then from your cell phone bill, now start moving up towards your rent. So if you can eliminate your thousand dollar a month rent, now you have a thousand dollars and $1,050 per month working for you. And you do that for the next three years, you know, that's 12,000. That's like 40 grand probably plus interest that's making money for you. And then wow. you start taking that 40,000, put a down payment on a house that you want to rent out and do stuff like that. And it just, again, laying that brick little by little every day. If you could save $2 a day, if you could save $10 a day, whatever the case is, you know, if you stop going to the gym, you know, right now it's January 22nd. Let's say, you know, by March, you're no longer going to the gym, but you're paying $20 for your, your gym membership. Well, you already planned that. Yeah. So now take that $20 per month and put that somewhere. And I can teach you how to do that. I can teach you what to look for. I can teach you, you know, how, how to, to gain, to build those habits. Um, I love that in order to, to help you do that. And it's, you don't need to make a million dollars. Yeah. I mean, the million dollars will come if you just are having fun, saving money and doing the things that you want to do. Exactly. And I feel like that's a lot. A lot of people look at themselves. They're like, man, I have my living expenses is $3,000 a month and I make $3,000 a month. So it's like, I, I'm limited. I can't do anything. But in reality, you have to change your mindset to look like, okay, I make $3,000 a month. I need to make my living expenses less. How can I do that? You know, and you start doing those little things um, that you were discussing. And I love that because it's more simple than just getting a job with a raise, you know, or getting paid more. It's making money work for you. And it kind of brings up that topic that we were talking about earlier. Um, and I want your take on this and, and you can explain it to the questers. Um, but you brought up uh, on our call muscle for your hustle. And I would love if you could explain that a little bit to our, our questers. Yeah. So when I started writing my, my book, um, like my how to guide, I was trying to figure out a title for it. And I came up with muscle for your hustle because, you know, when you go to the gym, um, it's not like you're just going to go to the gym today and all of a sudden you have a six pack and you can bench press 200 pounds right. and stuff like that. I it wish. literally, it, it, yeah, it takes time. Um, and that's the same thing with your hustle. I look at a lot of music. Like I, I'm really big into J Cole and, 
his whole Dreamville crew um, and, you know, Logic, um, Kendrick Lamar. Like, I'm really big into the hip-hop, but, like, the meaningful hip-hop, not the stuff that you hear on, on, on the radio. And I remember back in college, like, going to see my school had J. Cole come to our SGA, wow. like, concert. No one knew. Yeah, but no one knew who he was. This was, like, <laughs> 2000 and, 2007, 2008. So it was, wow. like... I knew who he was because I was always on hotnewhiphop.com listening to, to like the new mixtapes coming out. And I remember like this guy, J. Cole, he's, 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 he means stuff. Like he, he could last for a long time because he's talking about like real things rather than just like, you know, whatever regular hip hop people are talking about. And he's adding like value and muscle and like, like stuff to his music. And yeah. here we are today, you know, he's got a whole crew. He just dropped a new album a couple weeks ago. Um, and then same with like logic, like they're, they're taking their, their smarts and their stuff and, and their, their stories and turning it into something and people are relating to it. And that's kind of like what I want to do with this muscle for your hustle. I worked the nine to five, I worked in the corporate world and you know, it, it, it's for some people, like some people, they, they love, they love it. They want to work up the ladder. Like my dad worked up the ladder. I have friends that are in, you know, the marketing departments now at my old company and they had to do all that. Yeah. But, um, for me and, and for the people that I would like to work with are those people who want to add that muscle to their hustle. Like, like, get, like get a little bit ahead to where you can free your time. Traveling is not for everybody. I mean, it's, this is not, you know, my mom would, she asks me every day, like, don't you get tired of living out of a suitcase? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I do, but it's awesome. Like, this is for me. Um, but maybe you want to quit your job and you want to start a podcast like yourself. Like, you want to leave your current position or, I don't know, maybe you really like to bake and you want to make a cupcake store or something like that. But you can't because you have to slave away to make the money to pay the bills. And by the time you get home you know, you got to cook dinner for your wife and the kids and like, you're stuck. And it's, it's, I, I get it. I understand that, that, you know, life happens and, but I can help you get a little bit ahead by setting up the right habits and the right patterns to maybe in a year from now, you can go start that cupcake company or you can start traveling or you can do that. And the way you do it is you got to add muscle to your hustle. Um, that. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, it takes a long time. It took me I mean, I'm 30. I started working when I was like 20. It took me 10 years to get to this point. Um, and I'm, I'm out here still grinding. Like, yep. I, it, doesn't I got this, it doesn't no, stop. It doesn't stop. No, it doesn't stop. But the, the difference is, is that like, I'm out here still grinding. Everybody's like, oh, you're so lucky. That's so cool. I wish I could do what you're doing. Well, you can just start making little changes here and there. And I can help you do that. Yep. Um, start building up that mindset. Start building up the idea that you think you're stuck. But there are so many little things that you can do that add up over time. You just have to have the mentality to be patient enough to wait for those things to add up. And, and you'll find yourself being able to pursue your ambitions. And let me tell you, Questers, you may be thinking, well, I, I don't want to go into business. I don't want to be an entrepreneur. The reason you want to be a part of muscle for, for your hustle, to be a part of his mentality, his concept is because this can help you in your day-to-day -day lives. You can you can be fine working your nine-to-five job. Yeah, and you you just need to learn how to make money work for you, and this helps you with that. So exactly, exactly. Like well, I that's said, it's, awesome. It's not man. traveling might not be for everybody. For me, it is, but you know, 
to, to really get money to work for you, like what you hear, uh, you know, get other people's money to work for you or get the money to work for you and whatnot. That is, that's, that's the vehicle to drive the car of freedom for me. Like it's not about the money. It's about like the experiences that that allows me to get because of the time that's freed up for me. Yeah. And let's, I love that too, because you're, you're after freedom. Also, you have to find your why, you know, what drives you. If in the moment it's to get the go-ped, that's good. Use it and get the go-ped, you know, if your drive is freedom, make that why you wake up every morning and then realize, you know, I'm saving money on groceries so that eventually one day I can take that leap and, and go for my dream or go for my ambition, whatever it may be. And I actually wanted to come back to this uh, because you're about teaching people habits, right? It's about the mindset. Um, Let's go over maybe a couple of those habits that you realize the vast majority have that they need to change. Um, Please go ahead and give us some of that information, some advice um, so we can get hooked, you know, to what you have to offer. So um, in my my book, uh, I talk about like let's make a deal right so you gotta you got like the d is like down and dirty budgeting right a lot of people don't budget they just kind of live paycheck to paycheck they know that in you know two weeks uh, you know i spent 500 dollars on my credit card i know what i have to do so i'm just gonna you know today's like thursday the day before you know paycheck i have enough money to go out and i can go to the bars i can go take my girlfriend out or i can do this Um, you have to know basically like exactly where, what money you have coming in and where it's going. Um, and I have different, like just spreadsheets and stuff to help people keep track of that to where you understand, you know, exactly what's going on and budgeting. When, when I think of budgeting, when I used to think of budgeting, when I talk to people about budgeting, it's like, they think of it like, like a diet, like, Oh man, if I'm going to have to lose weight, then, you know. I, I'm not going to be able to eat. I'm not going to be able to eat the foods that I want. But like the way that I do my budgeting is like the Atkins diet. Remember back in the day, like they had yes, the commercials, dude. like you can eat what you want, but you'll still lose weight. Like you can still do the things that you want. It's just like you're living within your means. Like you know, if your friends are going out to a you know a steakhouse and and you don't want to miss out, you can go to the steakhouse. Just eat some food before you go and just yes. get like an appetizer. Like you can still, <laughs> you don't have to. Have, have like suffer from FOMO, like fear of missing out. But like, <laughs> you can just tell your friends, like, yeah, man, I'll go. But you know, I'm not really that hungry. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to like, like conform to what everybody else is doing. Um, the like, so D E A L, like the E stands for like eliminate eliminate unnecessary bills. If you and your sister or you and your roommate both have a Netflix account, share your Netflix account. Yeah. If you and your if you and your neighbor live like. 20 feet away from each other in an apartment complex, knock on their door and be like, yo, you want to upgrade your internet to 200 megabytes a second and I'll split it with you rather than paying $50 them, $50 me, then, you know, you're eliminating these unnecessary bills that you don't need. Um, That's then, awesome. Uh, yeah. The, the A is like automatically save, like start automatically saving money when you're not, when you're not paying attention. So, um, and I, I use a bunch of different apps and a different bunch of different um, programs to basically manage my spending for me. And 
based on like artificial intelligence. Excuse me. They, they know like how much money I will have by the end of the week because I have a paycheck coming in. And then the L is like leveraging your assets, right? So, yes. um, you know, like, like what I was doing was I was traveling for work. Start renting your place on Airbnb. If it's legal in your, play, in your city and your landlord is okay with it, you know, start renting it out. Um, a lot of people are worried about, oh, I don't want random people in my house. Everybody is like you and me, man. You're, you're not going to a city and going to steal people's TV and mess stuff up. Um, <laughs> exactly. Like the majority of people are like, oh, wow, this is great. And I'm sure that, you know, all of you guys, questers have been like, have traveled somewhere and used an Airbnb. And just ask yourself, like, did you go to the beach and then just like take all the plates out of the, out of the cabinet and smash <laughs> them and break them? Like, no, you didn't. And if it, you, you did, know? you need to think about yeah, rethink you your life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But like, you know, it, it's, it's not. And the other thing is Airbnb covers you. So you get a million dollar insurance policy. If anything happens, Crazy. You, you're, you're covered. Um, That's awesome. So, you know, you can always keep that in the back of your mind. If you have a camera, you can rent your camera out on, on websites. If you have, if you have a car wow. laying around, you know, you can rent your car to, to people. And again, it's similar to Airbnb, but those are assets. If you're leaving for a week, rent your car for a week. If you're leaving, if you're not using the camera that you have, you know, you might have a Sony camera or whatever camera that you had because you wanted to be a photographer back in the day, but now you don't, you know, use it anymore or whatever. It could be anything. Rent it out. There's websites that you can, that you can rent out things. And those are little assets, you know, and then really just, just, uh, like some of the habits, you know, are, are right in front of you that you don't know. And that's kind of what I'm trying to teach people is like, I was in sales too. So, you know, talking to the to doctors and telling them like, oh, my product can help save unnecessary phone calls and do this and do that. The doctors didn't realize that they were making unnecessary phone calls. So like, I'm trying to help yeah. people uncover the habits that they've, o- they've always been like dealing with I love and, that. And, and creating excuses like, yeah, I just, I don't have enough money for this. Well, you, you went to the bar last week and you bet $200. <laughs> on, on on the jets to win or you know like you who do. does that <laughs> yeah, yeah. well i have friends that, that are doing that <laughs> um, on the jets though let's be honest I'm just... <laughs> yeah maybe not the jets <laughs> um but you know like so. it's it's there, there's habits that everybody can change there's habits that i can change i don't know everything i'm learning things every day it's already january 22nd i've read three books i'm on my third book since January 1st. That's awesome. Um, called Outliers. Uh, oh, I love that book. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm getting into that, which which is a pretty pretty good book so far. Um, but, but yeah, this is awesome. I feel like, Quester, this is good because maybe he's relating you kind of like to an iceberg. You know, the, the, ice, the ice that you see on the ocean is like, you're thinking like, these are all your habits that you need to work on. When in reality, there's a lot that you're maybe unconsciously like you have these habits that you're unconsciously doing every day that are hindering you from saving money from making money work for yourself and that's what he wants to try and help you with everyone i want you questers to go visit uh nick durso's website at nickdurso.com and i'll put it in the show notes it's really easy there's there's not a whole lot more than just going and subscribing and you get to follow him eventually they're going to come out with with videos and tons of content on what they've been doing and what they've been learning. He's creating a team right now. And it gets me excited because I love following people who 
who have those same types of ambitions and types of values because they add to your life every day. And um, so again, nickdurso.com. Feel free to go check him out on social media. Nick, seriously, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for being willing to share what you've learned over your life. You know, I have a program that I'm working on building out these classes, but you know, like you said, like back to the iceberg thing, I, my Instagram and, and my stuff, I want to be as real as possible with it because, you know, I look at other people's Instagram that are doing this traveling around the world stuff and they're staying in these lavish places. Like oh, for me, that's not, that's not for me. Like, and I don't necessarily believe all of it at the same time. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know how they get these free places. I don't know how they get these, places, these <laughs> trips and stuff. But for me, it's more along the lines of like just being authentic with my audience, being authentic with you. Share, you know, I have no problem helping you guys out. Um, any of you guys, you know, That's awesome. you can follow me on Instagram. Um, you can, you know, hit me up, DM me, email me. My Instagram is at Durso NJ. It's D U R S O N J. Um, but really, like, yeah, I have no problem sharing with anybody anything about what I'm doing because, you know, again, later on down That's the road, the money, the money will come, but like, I'm more interested in building relationships with people. You guys want to help me on my team. You want to be on my team. You want to scuba dive around the world. You want to buy more Airbnbs. Like that's what I'm really looking for is, you know, just, just to work with really authentic, cool people. uh, That's awesome. And, and travel the world. So Nick to uh, end this all to conclude, what is your, your best piece of advice that you could give to the whole world right now? If you could talk to everybody, what would you say? I would say like, don't be afraid to live your life. Like, you know, Nipsey Hussle has a song. Uh, I think it's something like uh, Who Detached Us. And at the end, it has uh, a quote from from uh, Steve Jobs. And, oh. you know, it's don't don't be tra- trapped by dogma. Like, don't don't be trapped by living the, your life based on other people's opinions and being trapped like that. You know, don't don't have a plan B just if you want something like the second you wake up, like, I wish I could do that. Just do it. Like, just do it. The more you think about it, you're not going to do it. Um, buy a one way ticket, go do something crazy. And you, it, everything will fall into place. Like I bought a car from an Island in Colombia, in Arizona and I'm 7,500 miles <laughs> on my journey <laughs> and I didn't have a plan B man. Like, yeah. So it's, you just got to do it. Just do yeah. it. Yeah. Believe in yourself enough and have the confidence to be like, you know what? I can handle hard situations and I can figure it out. I can learn Spanish, you know, like I can, it's awesome. That's the the amazing thing about being a human. Our adaptability is incredible. So don't underestimate yourself. Um, Again, Nick, thank you so much. You're awesome. Questers, you guys know what to do. Apply what you learn to your daily lives. Try to become a little bit more successful every day. You don't have to start a business. You don't have to make a million bucks by the end of the year. You just need to be able to learn how to make money work for you month after month. And slowly but surely, with patience in mind, you will get to a place where you can attack, you can tackle your ambitions and reach your goals. So um, exactly. thank you again. And Questers, you guys have a successful day. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of this episode. We really appreciate it. I'm just going to invite you to do one thing, and that is to check out our website this week. Go to www.mysuccessquest.com and just explore. 
See all the things that we have on there. Um, specifically, if you're interested, check out our support page so you can see all the different ways you can support the show. And with that, we'll invite you to have a successful day. Have a successful day.